Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me in a beautiful new set of blonde locks. That's right, everybody. You guys didn't know. Andy's just been hiding his long hair and all those hats and stuff. He's letting it down today. I guess he was like having an audition for like a grunge band or something. No, I just was cleaning up the office, and I found this from Halloween. So, also funny enough, I, like I was scrolling. I was scrolling back through a my meme folder on my phone, and um, I was trying to find something from a long time ago. And I stumbled upon that picture of Drew Dinzik when he looks like um, Robin Haas from like you know five yeah. years ago but before he grew his hair out i was gonna make fun of him for having like i forgot and you just at the time it's like you know drew's not a bad looking dude but like right. when you look at him with that haircut now now that he's grown it out it's like you looked kind of dumb compared to how you look now i was gonna make a felicity joke but i'm not sure anybody would get a felicity joke in 2023 you remember when she cut her hair and it was horrible that was a big Never deal seen in the 90s. one second of felicity no, I I didn't watch it, but that was like that was like the Entertainment Tonight fucking storyline for three weeks. Like, what did she do to her hair? Although the Americans, so good. So, oh, that's so true. Good. She has that great curly hair. Why would she ever cut that? Oh, I love the Americans. But yes, I'm back. I did a golf show yesterday with Noonan. If you want to check that out, it is saved through the magic of the internet. You didn't even have to watch it live. You can go back on this very YouTube channel, watch our PGA preview. It's like 40 minutes. Uh, we go over seven of the outrights we bet. We talk a little bit of matchup betting. We talk a little bit of answering some questions people had. Talk about the course. So check it out if you want to bet golf tomorrow. Sony Open. I'll have a golf bet later in the show. But for now, we'll bet uh, what we always bet. Because it's this time of year. We'll get into the NFL later in the week once we get a little closer. But uh, I did want to mention, too, I, I guess I did have some NFL on the rundown. The Tua and the Lamar stuff. Yeah, what's going on here? So the sources I know and I trust and have never really steered me wrong in this stuff saying two is playing, Lamar isn't. Now we did see some movement based on that sort of, uh, that's, I was about to say that aesthetic. That's certainly overthinking what I should say. That information. So we did see some movement. Obviously the Cincinnati line was uh, kind of, tilted towards that anyway there still is the question of whether it's Huntley or whether it's Anthony Brown because that is a very big difference that's like the difference between you know uh, Tannehill down to Willis where we saw oh like here's a quarterback who can't throw the ball like you're gonna lose by a million this is bad so we still have to sort that out I know Huntley it was a wrist and shoulder injury injury we'll see where that goes but I mean, even right now it continues to see Cincinnati money come in the Bengals number is up to minus seven minus 20 at bet on or bookmaker Chris right now I think you'll probably continue to see that total drop as it has so if Lamar is announced not to be practicing on a Wednesday which is today for a game that's going to occur you know s Sunday it's probably going to just keep moving. And then once he finally announced out, I guess we do kind of have to wait for the news. I think Huntley and Brown are probably a point and a half difference in how far this goes. It probably doesn't go as far if we announce Huntley is fine. Uh, but again, that total probably continues to drop. And then the, the Tua thing did bring the number off the 10 down to nine at most places for the Buffalo Miami game. And then also, 
And the bet I placed off that was some over. There were some 46 in the markets, or even, but I got a 46 and a half. I played that over. I know it's in Buffalo. The weather is not as great, but both of these defenses have been very disappointing, especially in the second half of the season for me. Both of these teams can get after it. They have good receivers. I'm just assuming it's if it's a playoff game, this is my thesis. Tua shouldn't play football the rest of the year at all. No. He might he like honestly, the honest opinion, he should probably never play football again. Like he's already had two pretty bad concussions. He's he's effed. He's going to have CTE at this point. Like he probably he is gonna have yeah, it's a sad reality. He's probably gonna have problems later in life, health-wise, because of this already. He probably shouldn't play. If Miami is so bound and determined to try to beat their division rival and put this quarterback in, they're going to shoot so much toward all into Tyreek and Waddle. Those guys aren't going to be feeling anything like they'll tape the ankle up. They'll shoot them up. I think, I think we're going to see, I think we're and as AJ Donaldson's pointing out, I think you're going to see both of these spreads move into the Wong zone. And that is the denouement of all this. Here's a real nice teaser. Because I, I really think Jags, I really think, yeah, Miami probably gets theirs, but I still don't think Buffalo loses this game. I still think they probably win by somewhere between three and seven. Uh, even if Miami is playing full go and everything's working out. So getting yourself a Buffalo Cincinnati teaser between two home favorites against divisional teams they've beaten already. It kind of feels nice, so especially if it's seven and a half, eight between both of those. So, yeah, AJ, that is a hell of a Wong teaser. There's going to be so many Wong teasers. I already played some Buccaneers Jags. I like that one quite a bit as well. If we see Giants money continue to come in, that one's going to move to a Wong. Um, Any bad news for the Niners might move that. You might have a six-way Wong teaser coming in. I may just throw the Niners in, even if it's not Wong, just to say I did a six-way playoff super wild card weekend six ways seven points let's do it who even cares if they get there let's do it (laughs) and it looks like jason coogan almost got hit with an e-scooter i wonder if that was our friend connor i'm gonna have to ask him about that he lives in chicago all right well so didn't actually give you a bet but i gave you a pretty nice look at a teaser that i think is going to come into focus a little yeah a little later once we get a little more news on lamar's and the Tua's of the world. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into my favorite basketball team right now. As I'm, uh, this is a this is a brown bag bets consensus. We're both making one of these bets. Actually, you know, you ex- we'll both we'll both make both bets. I'm going to tell you. I want you to pull up your model because we need an exact score bet because uh, I think last time you told us exactly how many points they were going to be. So start thinking about that, but. Two plays in the NBA tonight, an underdog and a favorite. We've got an eight-game slate. As I look at some of the other matchups here, Wizards, Bulls, God bless you if you want to bet that game. I couldn't tell you what either team was going to do. The line is right where I have it, pretty much to pick them. The total of 228, again, pretty close to my numbers. Pacers, Knicks should be a lot of fun. Thought about maybe playing the Pacers, but not going to get in front of this Knicks juggernaut at this point. Bucks, Hawks. That should be a fun game. Both of those teams have been an absolute disaster. The Bucks, I think this is their 17th, maybe 18th road game that they've had to play in the last 25, 26 games. Just a really terrible schedule for them. Um, Spurs, Grizzlies. Grizzlies are 13-point favorites, sure. The Kings are 10-point favorites at home against the Rockets. As much as 
Um, I enjoyed betting the Rockets early. They've just been getting blasted late in some of these games. And then the Nuggets are 13-point favorites over a Phoenix Suns team, Andy, that scored 125 points with 22 turnovers against Golden State at home, just like everybody thought last night. But the two actual bets that I do have, I'll start with the game. Um, Andy's Minnesota Timberwolves. It's on the bottom there. I, I like them tonight as a six and a half point favorite. This is ticked up to seven. I'd be I'd play the seven there. Um, they're on the road in Detroit is the last road game, which can be a little bit of a tough spot, but the difference between Detroit and Minneapolis, it's the same time zone. It's not a big deal. Basically, they've been in the central time zone for this whole trip, so shouldn't really be a sleep problem for them or anything like that. The Pistons got absolutely mollywopped in Philadelphia last night and have to go home licking their wounds, and it should just be a lot of the same here. Um, Marvin Bagley is out. Looks like they're going to bench Bogdanovich until he gets traded. Kate Cunningham is out for the year. There's just not enough going on here. And your Timberwolves, Andy, are really starting to quietly put it together here. Um, have moved up or getting close to if they win tonight, they'll finally be a 500 team, which is not as good as we expected for them. But it's nice to see them sort of snap into form here. Anthony Edwards has finally started to play a lot better. So I had this closer to nine myself. So anything seven or lower, let's lay the points of the Timberwolves tonight. And then the New Orleans Pelicans. And no Zion, no Brandon Ingram. Who cares? Um, it is a really deep team. Um, I wish Herbert Jones was playing tonight, but even with just C.J. McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, and all the young talent they kind of have there in those first and second lineups, that should be enough to keep a game close against a Boston Celtics team that is in a really funky schedule spot here. Um, it looks like Marcus Smart um, missed their most recent game. Looks like he'll probably be out tonight as well. And they have to play tomorrow night on TNT in Brooklyn. Now, Kevin Durant isn't playing in that game, but that's still a marquee matchup for them. Being it's a divisional team, they're really going to want to focus on winning that game, whereas tonight is big favorites. It's definitely a look-ahead spot. I think we'll see some rest here. So give me Pelicans. Honestly, anything eight and a half or better. I had this closer to six with all the players basically in as of now. So fingers crossed maybe Boston rests some guys, but this looks like a classic look-ahead spot for them. I think the Pelicans can easily keep this within double digits. I was at the Timberwolves-Pistons game last week, week and a half ago. And if Finch learned anything from that, it's that, I mean, just, I don't know, keep Rudy and your other big guys out of foul trouble and you can run them off the court. Like the offense, the, you know, the, the starting offense, and even when they subbed out a couple guys, and I, I'm assuming Russell plays tonight. I know he had some rest over the past couple weeks, but uh, man, that, that first offense was murdering Detroit. And yeah, it's an hour and a half flight. Like literally you spent 20 minutes between the leveling off and we're making our descent into Detroit right now. So it's not a big travel spot. So I'm going to go with the Timberwolves keeping the foot on the gas. 125-107, which gets us not only an easy cover, but the the over. I think the over is uh, like 230 in this one. So I don't, I think that's, uh, I think it's one of those where they come out hot too and you can get like an under 245 live somewhere in the second quarter i'm really getting deep into this prediction so we'll just we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that but yeah timberwolves by a trillion and uh, i'll be looking forward to that which i guess i don't see that what, alt what, spread but let's what, what time is the, late here is so and and the deep dive is tonight drew and i will do the deep dive obviously god it's at six i was hoping it was a late game even though i know it's not west coast because then i could watch it but uh the deep dive obviously won't be an hour and 45 minute affair like it is sometimes we only have six games to go over so i'll you probably get home now. and 
Yeah, I'll get. I do. I know Dan's already giving me a hard time about that. Um, but maybe I'll get home for the second half. Me and the daughter will watch uh, her favorite player and my favorite actor from that uh, Adam Sandler movie about basketball, Anthony Edwards. He was good in that little spot. Like you, you actually hated him a little, which is uh, the true sign of a good actor or actress. And we'll get into some basketball, basketball, basketball. The Mercer. Bears, the Mercer Bears, not a good offense, not a good team, obviously, since I'm betting on them. But Furman, <clears throat> I think the Paladins are somebody I've bet against a couple times this year. It's basically a, a fast-running offense that has had some success that can't off can't rebound worth a shit. So going against them mostly because of uh, the the offensive rebounding numbers being a little bit off, but at the same time. I think Mercer's uh, strength of schedule has been a little bit higher than some of the other teams that are in the the SoCon, as we called it. So getting plus six here in a game that is going to be played in, I was going to say in Mercer. It's not, that's not where the, that's not the town. It is Macon, Georgia. It is a hard C with that one. So Mercer Bears, um, this is a, uh, this is a one I've done a couple times, and I've never had a lot of fun doing this because <sighs> Charleston's good. Like, we just have to admit Charleston's good. They're a very good team. Um, but UNC Wilmington has had a really nice uh, season so far, and they've actually had a pretty tough non-conference schedule. You know, obviously they got the shit beat out of them by UConn, but, I mean, what are you going to do? You're a colonial athletic team, and you had to go play UConn and Oklahoma back-to-back. That's a tough That's a tough hang. But they got nice wins over North Texas. They didn't look horrible against North Carolina in the first game, and they've beaten everybody else that I haven't mentioned so far. So they're riding a 13-game winning streak against a good, tough Charleston team. But, again, I make this one a pick them. <clears throat> Getting plus three felt like a steal. I actually bet this at Lovig. I got plus three minus 101, which felt like an absolute coup for me. So hopefully I can get them. Those short favorites are tricky. I know I got one to overtime the other night that just drove me up a wall. I'm glad I didn't watch it. But Tulane, or excuse me, Tulsa couldn't do it last night despite it. I bet a team that had a 22-0 run in the game, Alex, did not cover as a dog. Hmm. Um, so that's, but I also bet on the consensus worst team in America. Um, two, 360 I mean, that's third, yeah, 363rd ranked Hartford Hawks. They did, they covered bell to bell too. I mean, it was kind of a, a no doubter. They looked real good. Uh, SMU, the Mustangs of. Dallas, Arlington, somewhere in there, the greater Dallas area. Texas. Texas, yeah, it's a big state, though. Uh, the only thing, the only knock I have on them is they're maybe one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the whole damn country, <clears throat> but it is a pretty good offense, especially in this league. It's not a bad league, the athletic. It's one of my favorites, and I know Tulane is a team I've bet on quite a bit. They just don't turn the ball over, but uh, the offensive rebounding disparity and some of their defensive metrics have me a little worried. They're actually one of the worst defenses in the athletic at, of the American. So looking for SMU to keep it close. And then uh, this used to be like a much longer name. I feel like the Vaqueros of the university of Texas, Rio Grande Valley uh, in the WAC. I make it any longer. Yeah. I, it was like corp you know, University of Texas A&M agricultural and farming slash 
uh, Corpus Christi or something like that. Maybe I'm thinking of another team. They're riding a four-game losing streak after getting a few wins. They've had a – it hasn't been the toughest strength of schedule. And, yeah, their offense is pretty stinky, but they just – they don't turn the ball over. They make their free throws. They're a team I think I can trust to keep it close versus another team that isn't great. And that's kind of where I have Abilene Christian. I think they're a little overranked by the market as well. Their offense is stinky. They can't, I think, yeah, I have it. One of the worst uh, three-point shooting teams in the, in the conference right now. They make their free throws. Everyone makes their free throws. Maybe we should take an over here, but I don't like their offense. I have UTRGV as like a four-point dog here. So getting six feels pretty nice. And Tua got ruled out, huh? Oh, my God. It's official. It's official. Well, now I'm sad about my over. We'll have to see how that goes. I think you'll be fine. I mean, it's whoever's out there, as long as the wide receivers are playing. I actually feel good that, like, it feels good one of those reports is wrong, if anything. Because, again, like I mentioned, in what world – should they be playing that guy at this point? So, well, that's no. that stinks. That stinks for that bet, and it stinks for getting. I, I doubt we're going to get Miami within Wong teaser range at this point. So, all right. Well, two is out. Belinda is in though. And we're heading back time. to back to Oceana. I think. Right? Yes, indeed. It's um, still playing tennis in Australia. Again, the Australian Open coming soon. Um, I'm sure we'll have some bets for that shortly. Um, I looked, Danny. It looks like we should have the draw by the beginning of the show on Thursday. So fingers crossed about that. Worst case, we'll have stuff on Friday for outrights. But a handful of match bets as we continue. Um, still a couple of outrights left. Veronica Kudamatova continues to truck through, which is great. Um, as far as matches for tonight through tomorrow, we will start with Belinda Bencic. Um, this match will be early tomorrow morning it looks like this is fourth in the order of play so um caroline garcia who was able to beat our big underdog katarina siniakova had to play all the way to three sets when that third set seven five comes back here has to play another match pretty quickly blinda benchich first player off the court yesterday so we have a nice rest advantage for bb he's generally done well against garcia here and i had this match closer to benchich minus 140 minus 135 probably so there's a minus 120 out there seeing even a minus 15 really like her chances to win here and somebody i have circle i'm gonna try to go back and watch a couple of her matches andy see if you know maybe she could make her a run here in the next couple of weeks in the australian open so keep your eyes on that Two um, smaller plays here in Hobart, basically pickums. We're going to take Bernarda Pera, who's uh, got back to playing some really nice tennis. Had a couple months last year where she was one of the most dominant hardcore players at, at some of these smaller events and has kind of snapped back into that form here to start. Goes up against Elisabetta Cochiaretta. Cochiaretta, unfortunately, knocked off our outright Paolini. Um, that match was should have been pretty close, kind of was. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. So um, we'll go back to the well here a little bit. Again, I think Pera, the much better player here, had this closer to minus 130. So anything minus 105, maybe minus 110 looks good. Anna Blinkova, um, another player who's had a really nice start to her season here, putting together wins, qualifying and some of these smaller events. Goes up against Yulia Putin-Seva. Putin-Seva playing perfectly fine tennis, but Blinkova the better player here, and effort honestly favored. So plus 110 looks pretty solid to me. Um, happy to take Blinkova again. Plus 105, plus 110 all looks good. So three plays. They should all be tonight to tomorrow morning, depending on how late you want to stay up. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know how late you want to stay up. 
It's good prep for the Aussie, like staying up this late. And I do, I'm, as I'm, I'm, st- I'm still just wrapping my head around the Tua thing. Like you, you wonder, because, I mean, legitimately, the, the sources that came through saying Tua was going to go, I mean, are like pretty solid. So, I mean, just kind of wrapping my head around that, you got a guy wonders if it was, we want to play Tua, and then just the, the neurologists were like, no. Like, we're not going to clear him. We don't care if you like the team did want to play him, but he wasn't cleared because all that stuff is, you know, non-team controlled, independent neurologist stuff. So I guess good job for those guys not uh, not ruling him in. I, I often wonder how to do your jobs. Yeah, I, just, I even with like other sports, I wonder how many team doctors are pressured sometimes to like rule somebody like, oh, it's fine. He can play. So good job if. uh for that neurologist for doing his job, keeping somebody safe. Not really the landscape right now in the NFL where you want to be risking player safety, obviously. So we will move on to some golf in, oh man, just beautiful. The other island, they moved from Maui. They head to Honolulu. As I mentioned, uh, we did a whole show about this. Real, real tough. Oh man. And after this, these poor, poor souls have to go to Southern California and Phoenix for like four weeks. Poor, poor. Yeah. If you have a kid, buy them golf clubs. It's a, it's a grind <clears throat> to get on the tour, but man, do you get to go to some nice places. So uh, just one head to head. I did want to talk about, as I mentioned, I, I made some outright bets. You can check that out on the other video. Um, but this is a guy that I bet on a lot. I bet him to win Ryan Armour. Ryan Armour is one of my favorite guys. And, you know, I do some modeling and I mentioned this, I'll get, I get into this a lot deeper, like I said, in the golf video, but I look at form. How's the guy playing over certain amounts of rounds over a long, you know, a longer form. I look at um, certain things that they do well that matter every week, no matter what kind of course it is. And I build a model around that. And then I build a very specific model, which I don't use as heavily for what matters this week at this course, because it is different. Alex, you were a looper. You understand that. I mean, different courses, just how they're set up, take different skill sets. And I mean, most years was in the, obviously the same state. I mean, we're talking about jumping from different parts of the country, the world, playing on different grab, you know, grasses and stuff. Still Bermuda because we're still in the islands. Slightly different course though. So I did put together a, a specific model for things that matter and uh, it's they're growing the the rough out here. It's usually two and a half. They're going to take it up to three. And anybody who's ever hit a ball, if you live on the West Coast or in the South, if you have hit a ball out of Bermuda rough, you understand how it flies. Like there's yep. very little spin control. There's very little distance control unless you're you know an elite golfer. And even the elite golfers will struggle out of this. It grabs at your ball a little. That sounded dirty, but. It will it will grab at it and, and mess with your spin. It gets really hard. So they, they say you you got to miss small. You got to plan your misses here. And I did weight very heavily. Guys who have been very good at finding the fairways, finding good drives. Um, good drives are qualified as. It doesn't matter if you hit the fairway. Did you hit the green on your next shot, or did you find a green in regulation? So, out of the 150 some golfers here, Ryan Armour is tops top two in finding the fairway and finding good drives. And then there is a 
bunch of bunch of iron shots that are going to be grouped in kind of the same distance from that 125 to one, you know, 175 up to 200. He is electric with his shorter irons, short to medium irons. Uh, again, amongst this field, he's super high. If we look at just uh, strokes gained putting on Bermuda only, he's in the top 10 in this field. Like, I don't really even have to make a case against Josen Bramlett, which I can. And it's wild because, you know, based on results and form and things, these guys are priced the same right now at DraftKings and in a lot of outright markets as well. But just uh, where it matters for this specific course, Ryan Armour seemed to be a much better golfer with those specific parts of his game. So looking for this one to cash on Fridays, guys. And yeah, Bramlett's, Bramlett's a horrible putter, so. Hopefully he just uh, can't get the flat stick going. He four putts a couple times. <clears throat> he gets to fly to California on Saturday. That sounds much easier. I like that quite a bit. Yeah, minus minus one twenty. I'd play it up to minus one twenty five. I know a uh, uh, bookmaker has a bigger price than that. That's another thing I love about this. Whatever bookmaker has the worst price available on a golf bet, that means smart golf bettors who bet big money at either there or four one one are betting on that as well so that makes me happy as well and if you want to check out the rest of my stuff it'll be over at betsports golf i will have more matchups as i'm sorting through the rest of the card it might be a heavy betting week i'm a volume guy when it comes to golf i don't have to how do you feel about betting in volume alex Uh, if you if you see an edge bet the edge if you've got a bunch of edges fire if you've got a few don't do you have any Do you have any estimates on how many tennis bets you fire a year? Let me see. I can think I can tell you actually. I was out because I was talking to somebody about this morning about my volume, and I actually went back and did some looking. It's like, Andy, you play 688 bets in August. It seems like a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not a little. It's not a little, but a, a lot of that was you know tailing some other people on some things that I think are profitable endeavors. So, but yeah, golf. I mean, 45 weeks a year, you play four, five, six outrights. You play between three and eight full tournament matchups. You play eight to 15 regular single round matchups. All of a sudden you're at, it's like 25 bets 40 times a year. And it's like, oh, that's a, I mean, that's a thousand bets right there. I placed 960 tennis bets in the year 2022. Not bad. Let's get that up. But we need those are rookie numbers. We need to pump that up over. Well, it doesn't even it doesn't count outrights. If I layer outrights in there, I have to be a twelve, thirteen hundred. Like it could be more than that. But I mean, that's three to four bets a day. Not bad. Oof. So <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get that up. We'll get that up into a thousand. I think so this year. There's more events. I believe. Uh, as, yeah. The, the end more of the tennis, year is more bets. The end of the year is gonna get you up there. So all right. If you watch this on YouTube. Or if you're currently watching this on YouTube and you made it this far, please hit the thumbs up. We appreciate that. Please consider subscribing if you like gambling on things. That helps us as well. If you have any questions that you think of later after we're not live, you can leave a comment. It'll give us a little notification and I'll come back and uh, answer your question or just wrap with you. I don't know. So, and I appreciate you guys. We'll catch you here tomorrow, Thursday. We'll talk some pretty intense French Open, hopefully. Not French Open. Jesus Christ, Molitor. Australian Open. Penal Colony.